Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. What's up, Ashley? Good morning. Hey, good morning, Briston. Good morning. It's raining and pouring here, and, and, and it's sunny sky or sunny and blue skies where you're at. Yep. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, something really, really cool happens at the gym. Tell me so about it. I I'm in the gym, and I think I just got done doing a cycling class because those of you who don't know, I teach a cycling class every Monday and Tuesday. And I'm walking out, and I see this guy wearing, and that goes into our sponsorship for the episode, and then we're going to get back to that. Um, So, guys, believe it or not, we got an actual sponsor for the podcast. Asher doesn't even know about this. So, we got a first real sponsor for the podcast, and it's actually really cool how, how this story came about. So I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and we were in a hotel, and I was in the gym working out. And in the gym, there were these two other guys and this like 16-year-old 16, 16 kid in there. And I was doing my ab workout, and the 16-year-old kid's talking to these guys, and these guys own this company called Viper. It's V-Y-P-E-R. They make chairs for automotives, but they're, they're coming out with a new energy drink brand that's all-natural and um i'm gonna pull it up here but anyway so i overhear this conversation so i go over there because i I gotta do more of a workout and i start talking to him a little bit and i don't tell them anything about me or nothing but i follow one of the guys on instagram and i followed their page and what it is is it's an energy drink with no artificial ingredients it has 150 milligrams of natural caffeine it has electrolytes in it as well, um, and it has 150 milligrams of theanine. I think I pronounced that right. But anyways, I was pretty hyped about it just because it's an American product. I want to say it's made in America. I don't want to say that wrong, um, but it's V-Y-P-E-R, Viper Energy. So anyways, they're our sponsor for the podcast. I texted on Instagram. I said, hey, do you want to... You know, you want to listen to our talk show. We got this many listeners every month. They were like, yeah. So um, the guy who started it, he is a U.S. veteran, and he was also a type 1 diabetic. And so he made this drink to where, as a type 1 diabetic, he could drink it. Um, so, yeah, and it has a bunch of vitamins in it, good minerals. And so in a way, it's like a healthy energy drink. So, Anyways, hey, it pays off to go to, to get that work in because guess what? If I wasn't in that gym that morning working out, I would have never even known it. So that's right. Yeah. So so is it like a no sugar drink? It's all good for you. Nothing um, crazy. It it has no artificial ingredient ingredients, vitamins and minerals. Um I'm not sure like on the sugar what that looks like. I haven't looked into it that that much as far as the sugar goes. 
But anyways, I was pretty hyped about it just because like, you know, sometimes it's two o'clock and that freaking, that wave of just tiredness hits me. Or for example, we're putting on Noche trail runs in a couple days. When I'm driving back Sunday after the race off of no sleep, guess what, dude? I'm I'm hitting energy drinks left and right. And if I'm throwing all that bad stuff in my body, it throws me off, you know? So, yeah. There you go. You got you uh, not only a sponsor for the podcast, but a sponsor for your drive back after night races. Yes, exactly. And these yeah. this is stuff that will keep keep me up during these long nights and all that for race directing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple weekends ago, <clears throat> Briston went out and put on the fire trail. I'm sorry I wasn't able to be there. But uh, he calls me at like, I don't know, like 3 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. He's like, dude, I'm running on no sleep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah? Uh, he's like, yeah, man, I've pounded. What would you say? You were like, I'm two Red Bulls in. I've had, I think you had like a monster baby. Red Bull. Red, just Red Bulls. Yeah, you you were uh, you were so tired and you were so analytical of all the uh, energy drinks you had been drinking. You were like, "It's weird, man. I think the Red Bulls they'll give me like ninety minutes to two hours of energy, and then whatever else you were drinking, you were like, and that gives me more. Uh, and I think it has more caffeine. I was like, yeah, I think it does. I think you're right, but man, I could just tell from your voice. I was like, this boy does not need to be driving. <laughs> I think you're fine. So, so I, I so I looked it up while while I was driving. Um, I said I, I looked up on Google like, can you drive? Can you sleep all night and drive? And on on the internet it said, st- staying up all night, not sleeping, and then driving is the same as having whatever percent alcohol level in your system, as far as like your reaction to things and all of that. Um, no, I so I I had pulled over like several times to take naps, and I was just trying to get home at that point. I couldn't sleep because if I were to sleep, it would throw my sleep schedule off for like who knows how long. Um, no, so yeah, I we stayed up all night. We booked it out out of there, and I was driving ten hours back off of no sleep. And yeah, bro, Red Bulls talking on the phone helps out. So yeah, I got it, made it through, made it okay. So luckily, or hopefully this year, with you being at Noche, um, there can be some sleep shifts a little bit, maybe like an hour or something. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully so. I mean, the backland, whenever we put that on, and it ended up going almost 24 hours, uh, I think both of us experienced, I don't know, you might have slept pretty well whenever you, you, uh, you went back during my four hour shift or whatever it was. But I remember going to bed that night, you know, and y'all were out racing, kind of tossed and turned, didn't really sleep. And then I uh, was up that next morning and, you know, it was pretty much a 24 hour grind for myself too, but you know, that's what it is, I guess. Yeah. That's what we did. Well, yeah. that was a big sponsor for Viper. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, Viper. Yeah, then the brother's last names are Viper, V-Y-P-E-R. It's a cool last name. All right, but anyways, back to the story. So I was walking out of the cycling class, and I look up, and there's this guy that I've never seen before in my life. He has his hat 
turned backwards. And on the front, on the sides of the hat, it's orange and red like the ones we have. And on the front, it says break the limits. And I was like, I was shocked, bro. I've never, I was in Magnolia, Arkansas, population like 12,000, maybe 10,000. And I'm in a small gym. And I walk in and this guy's wearing one of our hats that I've never met before in my life. And I, I stop and I'm like, Texas outlaw. And then he's like, are you, are you Briston? I was like, yeah. And, and then he said, um, he said, oh yeah, I really like your hat. He's from, I think he's, he has an accent, so I don't know where he's from. Um, he's like, I really like your hat. And I said, how'd you, how'd you find it? Like, how'd you find out about it? He said, I saw you running and I saw what it said on, on, I saw it said Texas Outlaw running and I went on Google and I found it and I bought it. And he said, my dad does marathons all over the world. And he's like, I got one for him too. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then he said, like, I, whenever I saw it came from Magnolia, he was like, I, I immediately thought it was, it was someone from the college or something. So that was really cool, dude. Um, and I don't know how he how he saw what it said. Uh, Texas Outlaw Run, Run Co. is what it says. I don't know how he saw that because, it, honestly, it's pretty small on the hat. And I thought, I've always thought like it was too small. But somehow, while I was running, he saw it. And then he went online, found it, and bought it. So I thought that was super cool. So I got back, and I placed another order on them because I think people like them. Personally, I thought they were kind of okay, but I guess people really like the hat. So I thought that was pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he was probably running by you on, like, the trail or something, and, you know, you get pretty up close and personal passing people on, like, a, you know, six-foot-wide trail. So probably pretty easy to spot. Texas Outlaw Run Co. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty cool, though, dude. I thought that was so cool that I uh, ran into a guy in Magnolia wearing our hat that we've never met before. So, yeah, never ran in any of our races, I don't think. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. But Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, dude. I, and after that, bro, uh, we had like a gym workout. I was like pumping it out. But uh, anyways... So, hey, something I wanted to ask, Asher, I want to ask you this. Is running 100 miles long-term, is running 100 miles bad for your body? Doing it once? Just in general. Let's say, you know, you run 100 miles every year or something or every other year. Uh, I don't think it's bad for you long-term unless you are not, recovering correctly afterwards okay well i did some research and i looked and it talked about how you know it throws your electrolytes your electrolyte imbalance there's an electrolyte electrolyte imbalance in your body how it it like rips up doesn't rip up but like destroys your muscles basically um and all this and then, because I've heard in the past that like running ultra marathons is unhealthy, like it's really bad for you. Um, as far as like these hundred mile distances, like it's not good for your body. Um, but I did some research, and according according to 
open chat AI, artificial intelligence, which pulls from all types of researches, uh, research sources. It says, despite all the, you know, psychological energy, dehydration, injury risk, physical stress, despite all that, many ultra marathon runners successfully complete the hundred mile rate races without experiencing long-term negative effects. So with proper training, prep, and yourself, you can reduce your risk of injury and stuff like that and get it done. So whenever I read that, uh, and then I thought this was so funny. It says, it's crucial to consult with a healthcare professional and work closely with experienced coaches and trainers. (laughs) You know there's guys that aren't out there working with no coaches, professional healthcare providers on this stuff. But... uh, Uh Open chat AI just has to provide that disclaimer, yeah. you know, because I've asked this stuff about training in the past, and it's like, uh, even though you know I may say this, you should always consult a professional coach or trainer, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I do want to say I think I think it's exactly right because I was going to revise my statement and say uh, I don't think it's bad for you long term, unless or if you train properly, if you run it properly, which I think includes, you know, proper hydration, um, you know, care yeah. for yourself during the event. And then also if you, uh, recover properly. So I think, I think any hundred, any race really includes those three things <laughs> if done properly. You're going to avoid having, um, having to deal with long-term stuff like injuries or, physiological damage so you gotta be careful though freaking that one guy i mean let me say this real quick that one guy we we uh listened to um he's a competing podcast but not really 307 project that's not Um, dude no no hold up that is not a competing podcast whatsoever i know i know i'm I'm just saying i'm just saying not if anybody needs a good podcast to listen to shout out to them 307 um but uh, he did the Cocodona, and one of the thing, one of the big takeaways I got from it was hey, explain tap- explain that distance real quick to people that don't know. All right, so yeah, the Cocodona two hundred and fifty is a two hundred and fifty mile foot race across Arizona. It's from Flagstaff, Phoenix, Phoenix to Flagstaff, Phoenix to Flagstaff. Yeah, so um, it's a two hundred and fifty mile race, and so. This guy, Chad Wright, who is one of the hosts of the podcast, he did it um, a couple months ago. Anyways, um, it's in the high desert. And one of the big takeaways I, I got from it was that the sun and the UV is super brutal at those high elevations. And so he and they actually put out a documentary on this, but he was having to lather up under clothes with like 100 SPF, 120 SPF sunscreen. And so that's one of those things because this is actually, I'll, I'll tell a short story. Last weekend or two weeks ago, I was in Colorado and I spent a little too much time out in the sun. And in Colorado, I checked the UV a couple of times at like, you know, eight, 9,000 feet of elevation. And it was like 14 I've never seen 14 before in Arkansas. I've only seen about, I've only seen 10. So I saw 14 and I didn't necessarily disregard it, but 
I end up getting sun poisoning towards the end of the trip. Dude. Which wasn't it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I just like got nauseous and my skin, it felt like I, my skin was sunburned for like five days afterwards. That but, stuff can cause like skin cancer and stuff, dude. I know, bro. I know. It was bad. So uh anyways. Uh, in terms of long-term effects, because I actually know some people that have had sun poisoning and have had some damage, and now they can't even sweat properly. Like, they overheat, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's all about preparation. It's all about knowing your environment and, uh, you know, going into it with the right the right preparation and then also recovering properly. So, Yeah. Well, good stuff. Well, that's enough of that, dude. We're going to have to shut this podcast down now. Um, thanks for sharing that, Asher. Yeah. It makes me think like when we're going to be out in this like San Antonio desert area, you know, we need to be ready for that sunwise. So, all right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks to you guys for listening. Um, we got another episode of Shooting the Bull next Monday. Or not. Yeah, it'll come out next Monday. So we'll see you guys then. Thanks for tuning in. Happy trails. I might try to get that on a t-shirt, but we'll see. All right. See y'all next Monday.